0: What's going on, everybody? Howie Spangler, Tales from the Green Room, episode number 46. How's everybody doing today? It's uh, it's not too cold outside. It's like in the 40s, which is great for, you know, mid-December. Um, my, uh, my kids have been like coughing a little bit, you know, like sneezing and coughing, and I thought maybe it was like a they were getting sick or something and it turns out that uh my son anyway he's got like um he's like allergic to some stuff like they call it environmental so um I guess like, like dust and stuff like that in the air um so which sucks because that shit's everywhere but uh so now, now Danielle's freaking out and like stripped his bed and like vacuum his room and like his curtains and all this shit so um, yeah, he was up coughing and stuff late last night so hoping to get that on lockdown and I gotta find out about cleaning my vents talk to my landlord about that I guess So we haven't actually i realized that we haven't had the, the air ducts um, cleaned in the, the almost four years that we've been here so that could be part of it um cool so there's some personal shit for you um Today I've got uh, my friend King Green from Red Gold Green. Uh, had a good conversation. Great dude. Uh, I've never really, I mean, we've talked before, but, um, you know, for like 15, 20 minutes, you know, like, so it was nice to sit down for, uh, we talked for over an hour just about the, the industry and um, how how he got started as a, as, a, as a rapper, as a kid, and how he met um Uh, Red and Gold and uh, how they got Dave Grohl to play drums on the first record and uh, his recent feature on the song called Caterpillar with Eminem and Royce to Five Nine it was great to hear that story many more things so that was was a lot of fun Um, they have a vlog called The Amazing Vlog on YouTube so go subscribe to that and um, he let me know that they've got a ton of music coming out uh, throughout the year so look forward to that as well um, thank you to uh, my my supporters of the of the podcast. It's really it's really rad. Um, thank you for taking the time and I don't know, just helping me pay for admin bills and stuff. Like, really, it's like it's taking care of the website and things like that. Uh, if you're interested in supporting the podcast, uh, you can go to tailsfromthegreenroom.com and hit the support the podcast button. And it's uh, you can pick a tier. It's ninety nine cents, four ninety nine, or nine ninety nine per month. You can cancel time. Um, there's no hard feelings or anything. I just appreciate it. Uh, and if, if you don't want to, that's fine too. Keep li- I just want you to listen to the show. That's all I care about. <laughs> Seriously. Um, but I just wanted to take a second and thank the people that have, have done it already. So it, it does mean a lot and it does help. So, uh, all right, let's get into the episode, man. Episode 46 this is King Green. Here we go. Green, what's going on, man? How you doing?
1: I am doing good.
0: Good, man. How's the, how's the workout?
1: It was good. I'm trying to just get back to running every day. Yeah. Get the, get the, get, uh, get your heart right. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, for sure. How long have you been working out?
1: <sighs> um, in life? Yeah. Uh, like forever. I mean, I played uh, high school basketball at South Lakes. You know, home of Grant Hill. Like, uh, and then went over to, uh, Langley. So I've been, like, playing basketball my whole life, so. Yeah. And then, like, we started working out. I started lifting probably around then with my boys and shit. Like, outside my boys' house, we'd, like, actually we'd box. And then, um, like, it be, like, 20 of us. Like, uh, after school, we'd all box each other. do, like, somebody's fight that day. We'd box and we'd lift weights.
0: <laughs> Fucking fight club. Pretty much. That's awesome, man. That's cool. I was I was never the uh, athletic type, um, and uh, never got into like working out or anything like that, really. Like the last couple of years, I've been conscious about it and trying to uh, you know make a change. But it's just hard for me to get motivated, you know. But when I go to the gym, I feel good, you know, and that's I try to stay on that high. I'm like, ah, oh, I feel great, you know. I just, you know, I hit it two or three times a week, but just you know, lately i just been slacking.
1: Yeah, it's it's hard to like, especially with our type of lives that like routine. It's like it's like even if you're a routine person, it's like your routine just changes all the time. I'm not a routine person really, right? But it's like I could I could I figure it out when I need to get something done. But like when I'm staying somewhere, like I'm here at my mom's for the holidays or whatever. I was gonna go to L.A., but I was like, yo, actually, the tickets were just kind of crazy. So I was gonna stop here and then go to L.A. and stay out you know, work and you know, live life but I was like, I'm just gonna stay here for the whole month of December and like get a routine in my life real quick.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. It's because nice uh yeah, I like I like structure too. I'm a fan of structure. Like I like getting up in the morning, <clears throat> having coffee. I gotta get the kids ready for school or whatever. But like, um, you know, then when when that's all done I can come down here and, and get to work. I tried getting up Like uh right around Thanksgiving I I did like that five thirty AM life for a few days and uh it was great. It was awesome.
1: Who are you? Mark Wahlberg?
0: Yeah, for real. (laughs) (laughs) For real. Yeah, dude. That's what I'm saying. Like it's it's crazy like how longer your day feels though. I feel like I got a lot more done. It was only like an extra two hours, you know, that those couple days, but each day, but like uh I just um I got my coffee, the the it's still dark outside. I'm here at my, my down in my studio, like doing all the things I had to do. There's nobody bothering me, you know? And, uh, it was just nice.
1: No, I, I completely agree with that. That early morning shit is good. Um, it's just, you gotta get back on that plan. Yeah. Especially, um, I'm really back from East to West coast a lot. And then like last year, I was in South Africa for like a hot minute. So it's like my time zone shit would fuck me up. Yeah. And I'd be, like, up in the middle of the night and shit like that. And so it's, like, I try. I try. I think I do an okay job. You always can do better. I got a run app now. So I'm like, yo, man, I just need to bring my, like, sneakers with me everywhere I go and just plot a plot a course and just run, like, two miles, do two miles a day and try to be consistent with that.
0: That's cool. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm not big on running. I'm, I'm thinking about it lately, though. I just like, it's something I should just do, just get up and...
1: Hey, it's the worst... It's the worst shit in the world and i hate running and i used to like i'm actually when it comes to the structured shit like my brain works in that way like, like you were saying. what makes more sense to run is if for me which is weird is like if i'm on a track because i know i do this many laps is a mile somehow that makes the most sense to me so that's why i need to like plot exactly like i need to see a circle that i can run and i can run in that circle <laughs> where it's like most people like running and like seeing scenery and shit. It's like, nah, nigga, I just need to like run. get it done. Get it in, get it
0: out. <laughs> yeah, that's that's for me. Like I find that like uh, morning morning is like the best time for me to do that stuff because I'll, I'll get up and it's like if I get it up and, and get out of the way, get it out of the way. That's like because once I start working, like I'm just stuck here the rest of the day.
1: Yeah, that's all you're going to do yeah that's all you're gonna do you're gonna start working especially if you're working on music it's like nothing else matters (laughs) yeah
0: exactly and it's like you know being a independent artist you're pretty much you're doing everything else as well like you're working on promo you're working on you know whatever kind of business deals and you know trying to find other other ways uh um make money yeah yeah all you you know all the different uh revenue streams you can you know stuff like that and um, I do like a million things on top of having kids, you know, the whole family and all that stuff, and and then now around the holidays it just got even worse. <laughs> you know? yeah. So it's just me, me getting to the gym right now is just like not fucking happening. The
1: last thing on the list. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: I want to do it. I just, I just can't make myself do it. I wish, I wish it was like I've asked people before, like, like what is it that keeps you motivated? You know, like what do you? I feel like I don't have that part of my brain that makes me want to go do that. Like, what makes me want to uh, come down here and write a song or, or like make a beat or something. Right. What is it about that? Why why can't I apply that to, you know, going to the gym for an hour and lifting some weights or whatever, you know?
1: Well, you, you already married with kids. So the women ain't going to be the most.
0: So true. I try to, I try to look good for her though. You know,
1: uh, (laughs) it's like, yo man. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's definitely the motivation. But how? So I mean, yeah, being an independent artist, like I'm, I mean, I'm figuring you're kind of like me, and you do like everything in the world. But like, you got you do the band thing, you got podcasts, you, you're um, I mean, you obviously write and produce, right? Yeah. Give me more. You're a pluralist. Let me get all your plurals, man. Dude, let's flex. Oh
0: my god. Um. Okay. <clears throat> I do. Uh, <laughs> I like draw like I design you know t-shirts uh stickers whatever I'll, I'll I'll you know take commission like I'll design tattoos for people like you know just stuff like that um it's all it's mostly on the creative you know
1: so do you do all the artwork on your like the drawings on your
0: cover <clears throat> no not all of it um the the album art I've kind of like um I like to leave that to like really good artists, we like, we've grown and come to know like a lot of really dope artists, and um, I like to like leave that to them because they're they're gonna like give it two hundred percent and they're gonna crush it, and you know we picked them for a reason, we love their style or whatever, but like, um, I know like I don't like being on a deadline is when it comes to like drawing drawing like. I just don't like being on deadlines, and uh, so, like, I'll draw for myself, and I'll be like, oh, this could be a cool T-shirt or whatever, you know? Like, um, I know when I go to sit down and draw, like, I always have this in my mind, like, this could be probably something on a T-shirt or a sticker later, but it's it doesn't necessarily, it's not necessarily, it doesn't feel like the band's making me do this right now so we can make a T-shirt out of it or whatever, or even yeah, yeah, when yeah. people hire me to do it, too, it's like, there's that whole, like, like fuck! I gotta make sure it's right. It's gotta be really good, and like, I have to give my all this pressure and stuff, um, you know. <clears throat> so, I like to leave it to the really, really great artists, and we've gotten some really good stuff out of it.
1: That's dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Art, art works is dope so on the album covers and stuff like that.
0: Those shits are really dope. For sure. What's uh, what's going on with your record? Like, so you guys, I know you guys did like a it was a it was a Kickstarter, or Indiegogo or something like that. We
1: did a pledge.
0: The pledge music—that's what it was.
1: Yeah, yeah, and and fuck them seriously. But
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah,
1: <laughs> it wasn't a good, wasn't a good experience. Oh, uh, that
0: sucks. What, what, what yeah, was? Yeah. Uh, we don't have to get into I'm it, or, get into it. <laughs> or we can get into it to whatever get you get
1: want. It, but it is what it is. But um, and even the fans who like supported would, could even attest to some of their the issues. But uh, either way, with that, um uh yeah we did that and uh that was like years ago but we were like still making music and then we were on tour 2017 was like uh, unknowingly it seems like we'd be like do a tour tour for like all year and then the next year we wouldn't do anything then we tour all year and then the next year we don't do anything it was like it's been that since like 2013 so 2017 was the on year and now this next year is about to be an on year where we like fucking tour all year, whatever like that. But we're trying to change it and make sure we tour all the time, really. Yeah. And kind of structure it. But, uh, um, uh, yeah. So we were touring. So we kind of held us back on the music and we didn't know exactly what we want to do up until this point. Like we made the, the, the record, but they, we, we actually made like three records.
0: Made three records. Right.
1: Yeah. Up to this point, still finishing it off, right? Three records. We want to put out a lot of music, right. um which we haven't really even told. It's not like we're, we're announcing. Oh, you heard, so first, so. heard it
0: here first. Heard it here first. World premiere. Premiere, premiere.
1: But uh, but uh, yeah. So it's so it's like we released it now. So all the pledge people have the LP three album. They have the vinyl and stuff like that. We sold it at our DC show and all that type of stuff. But we're still planning out what. Music we want to put out and how we want to come out next year and a new year.
0: Yeah. So, Andre sent me sent me the record a uh, long time ago, like it was still <laughs> like in the mixing phase, I think. And um, so, so when you when you say you gave it to the pledgers, like, it, it, do only the pledgers have it right now, or is, or is it on Spotify and stuff?
1: Definitely not on Spotify. Wow. Rambo.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah. Because someone. Someone asked uh, the question I, I kind of put out there on the Instagram. Like, hey, if you have any questions for me, for him, uh, let me know. And one of them was like, <laughs> uh, 311nut, at, at 311nut on Instagram, wants to know when the fuck is the record coming out?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, if you didn't buy it already, you don't have it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, there you go. There you go, 311nut. There's your answer.
1: Yeah, it's like, because... It's like it's a art, it's an artistic thing, as well as um yeah it's really just an art. It's like a freedom of art expression and an art thing. It's like what do we actually want to do and how we want to come out and what how we want to represent ourselves. So, so we're thinking about it, but we have the, we have the record. We have more than enough <laughs> more than enough music, and it's like what exactly is what we're trying to say. Yeah. So.
0: Well, that's I mean that's great. You got a lot of stuff in the can. Um, that's how I wanted to do it. I, I was, I wanted to do two records this year, um, but it just didn't work out. And I didn't, we didn't tell the fans that because I didn't want to promise anything that we couldn't deliver on. So, um, it, Exactly. You can't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This, and this, this industry, man, this business, like nothing is guaranteed. And, um, so I just knew that like, what i got to a point where it was like, all right, this other one isn't kind of, isn't really coming together. So we're just going to focus on the one, you know? Um, and I, I think that's the first time I've actually mentioned that in, you know, in the public space, um, yeah, a lot of a lot of premieres going on right now.
1: Premiere, premiere, premiere,
0: beer, <laughs> beer, beer. <laughs> we like to say we like to say oh, beer. We go beer, 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 beer. <laughs> <laughs> beer. <laughs> um. Beer. Kind of. But
1: um, we need we need to um you know delve it out. This is what the podcast is about: being real, mm-hmm. man. The
0: green, room. hmm, mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> green room but. <clears throat> Talk about that green room talk. But, yeah, yeah, it's it's like you want to do something, but there's like, when I look at certain people, and you can let me know, I want to know why you kind of kind of do it, but just like, if you drop something and something's like taking off or something is going in a certain direction and then you don't have the time, it's like now you got to tour it, blah, 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 and you don't have the time to feel like to like, put the energy, or money to put the energy in the next album you have, I could understand that. That's something that we were thinking about. It's like, yeah, we want to put all this music out, but something might... People, somebody's gonna not notice this album because we're not gonna have enough money to put this. You know, you know, you're not gonna put enough time or money to put into this album. Or blah 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 blah. Yeah. And put you on. Know, that's where you kind of try to figure out. But at the same time, if you make a lot of music, I feel like nowadays, if you make a lot of music, you should put out a lot of music.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I, to a certain to a certain degree, I feel like <clears throat> that's a that's a thing. But we'll we'll see
0: whatever happens happens yeah i i i think that's great i mean it's a great problem to have when you've oh we've got all this music laying around you know it's better than like i can't write anything you know like <laughs> yeah. oh my god i got one song you know it's nice to have like 30 songs laying around or whatever um <clears throat> yeah i think like when it comes to releasing music um and and releasing it in like volume i think there should be some sort of like a uh I don't know, like a cutoff because you know, like I think the, the the hardest of the hardcore fans would like love you to just dump all your music at once, you know, just live, give it, just gimme, give gimme, give gimme. Give they love it, you know. Um, but I think from like as when it comes to like the business side of it and sort of like keeping the band, it's like Game of Thrones, right? What are they on? Like they got like five seasons or six seasons. I don't watch the show, but like they got like five or six seasons. What you don't watch the Game of Thrones? I, no, dude, I don't. I've never, I've never seen. I've seen a part of an episode. I know. I just, I'm not on the train, I, and I don't. We need, I'm not. Re- you need to get on the train.
1: I don't fuck with fantasy shit. Right? <laughs> I hated Lord of the Rings. I don't fuck with that shit. And then I and dragons and bullshit like that. I saw one episode. I was like, this shit bullshit. Why are you watching this? <laughs> and I fell asleep. And I wake up, and it's on episode two. And then I'm kind of getting into it. Episode three, I'm like, okay, what's gonna happen? And, and then like. The shit started getting crazy, and then I'm a super fan of
0: that. Yeah, shit. you're just like winter is coming.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: I uh, I just I'm not ready to like um like get emotionally attached to characters, and I know that so many people die on that show. I'm just not ready to like give myself to this show right now <laughs> at this point in my life. Um, but what I what I mean was like they've figured out that like. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna film the the last season and we're gonna wait like two fucking years to put it out, you know. So it's like they keep that, they keep the the longevity, they keep it going because like they're still gonna be promoting the shit way after the the things in the can, you know. And they figured out a way to stretch this so much over five or six seasons over like fucking eight years or something like that, you know. Um, and uh, it, it, I think music should be the same. I don't think you should wait necessarily wait two years to put out a record, but. Um, In fact, I think, personally, I think a record cycle is done after nine months. Like, I would love to just put another one out, like, nine or ten months later, you know? Um, But I think giving yourself time to kind of... if Either you're going to do, like, singles every month or every every quarter or something like that. um, You know, a full record every, you know, year and a half or something like that. I think it's just a way to kind of keep the buzz going and um, not blow your wad, you know? Completely, but... That's what you said say,
1: and it depends, like a record cycle is nine months. I agree with that on the, when you count the tour and, you know what I'm saying? All stuff like Unless that. you
0: got a huge budget to keep it going. Like if you got a hundred grand of marketing money to keep it going, I could see how your record cycle could, could last, you know, a year and a half. But I feel like many people just sort of, the, the, it just tapers off after about nine months.
1: No, I agree with you. I'm thinking like it's even shorter when you have less money. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And si- so singles, like, forget it. You know, Th- singles are gone a week later. You know,
1: a single's done. Yeah, the, like it's old song. A month, a old song for people, and it's like, and what gets traction on a single? It's also, the thing is there's no rules to this shit, which is great nowadays, yeah. right? Um, hold on. i To take some money,
0: <laughs> I'll wait.
1: Okay. <laughs> um. Well, uh, so yeah, yeah. There's no rules to this shit. So it's like, like what's his name? Uh, Phoenix. Because there's always like a driver that could take your song like a year to seven years later. Like Phoenix dropped that song. I think was it the Listomania song. What was that? Two thousand nine, ten, eleven, or something like that. Okay. And like last year, it got this big like placement in a commercial, and now Phoenix is like this hot indie band. Right. Like, like they weren't already. <laughs> yeah, like they hadn't <laughs> like, like, like they hadn't
0: been doing it for years.
1: Like they haven't been doing it for years. So I'm saying it's like that, and they didn't put out any music. It's like it's an album from like years ago. Like, uh, yeah, like List of Mania, like it's in the 100 million stream category where it wasn't before, you
0: know? That's what's crazy is, like, you just never know what's going to happen. Like, you, you could put out a song right now and it doesn't do shit for, you know, years, and suddenly somebody finds it, puts it in a goddamn, you know, Gillette commercial, and the band is popping off, thing. you know? It, it becomes... It's a Exactly, thing. And, and that's... Exactly. It's not so much like a... It's not a super common tale, but I've heard that a lot. I really have heard that a lot. But for me that's like that's like almost like luck or like um serendipity like somebody just happens to be you cross paths with with the right person at the right time you know um it, you just well it's you, so weird it is it,
1: it for that type of situation it's luck and at at the same time it's um intent too sure like you got you got like a band like Imagine Dragons we all know Imagine Dragons, right. right? And you got you got Imagine Dragons which great band, great act and some people like, um I guess I am gonna use the word curious criticize Imagine Dragons because they don't have like a distinct sound to them, right? That's some one criticism I hear about them or whatever. But Imagine Dragons, they're like they they started off sounding a certain way and when they got like their deal and kinda went through through that route what they were were doing is making songs that were made to you know get placements and sing. Right. You know what I'm right. saying. So with that type of mentality and intent, they have two, they have both aspects of you know what I'm saying they're touring the world and people love them in the, all across the world and and play like uh, thinking they're doing arenas. Um, can play arenas, but they're also you know making money off of music. One. At a time when people weren't making that much money, and now in this age of streaming, and you can get sings, and you can tour, this is like return to the golden age of music that's about to happen this next year, which happened last year. You
0: know yeah, yeah. No, those guys, those guys really, uh, really took off after I think they, it was Alex the Kid. They met met yeah. that dude, and everything changed because they were like a they were like a cover band in Vegas, I believe, like doing you know those three or four hour bar sets. What's that?
1: I think they had like a residency in L A from what my boy told. Okay. Me. And they were like basically like a killer's had kind a of killer's sound or something like that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't know. But they might have been a cover band before <laughs> that. Uh, I'm talking about them too. So I don't I don't know their whole history. But yeah, I'm saying like their situation and they come out with some good songs and they're I think they're a great great act and their whole model and you know what I'm saying? Like I'm super motivated by everybody's like work. Like I'm just like very much not a hater Mm -hmm. but um i mean there's definitely a whole bunch of music that i don't like but i listen to it
0: right yeah yeah (laughs) no you can't i don't think there's if you're gonna sit there and waste time you know just hating on everything it's like just work on your own shit you know it's like
1: yeah put your put your energy on you exactly
0: otherwise you're not you're just spinning your wheels and you're not there's no production on on your side you know
1: straight
0: up don't hate how someone else got famous and you didn't, you know, just fucking work, work your ass off to make it, make it happen for yourself. You know?
1: Yeah. I love, I I love seeing people win because especially in winning different ways and like how they get to win, and how they break. It's like, to me, that's in, in not, not it's inspirational and it just makes me happy. It's like, I know what you did. I know how hard you worked and it, and it makes me happy for you. You know what what I'm saying? That's just like, my attitude on everything like anytime i see somebody winning or working it's like yo, keep working that's good work or like you know what i'm saying that's just me but
0: yeah yeah that uh, same when when i see like um you know i would be lying to say that like i wouldn't be like th- like i wouldn't be bummed out like okay so like i've been working hard for I, this band is gonna be 24 years old next summer july 2019 right so yeah. <clears throat> so like we've been working hard for a long time. This is all I've ever wanted since I was a kid. And like, I see like, I got friends bands that are getting on the fucking radio and they're, they're doing these this big shit now. And I am absolutely super stoked for everybody. Like everybody that makes it because it's really hard, you know? But I'd be lying if I said it wasn't like a bum out in, in a little way to me because I'm like, fuck, we've been, work, we've been working so hard, you know? And it's like, but at the end of the day, it's it like, it's not, I'm not jealous about it. I'm just like, all right, I'm just going to like, it's more motivation to like, you know. It's it's totally possible to to achieve what you want, you know.
1: Yeah, let's talk about that too, because it's like, what space? Like, like I'm a I'm a rapper first. Was rapping forever. There's so many rapper friends that I that I know and people that we know who went from nothing in front of me. I'm talking about in the span of like a couple of years. We're literally this guy that I saw somewhere, and now they're like millionaires. Wow. So it's like to me, that's a. I see that kind of move. Um, it's kind of inspira- its inspirational, and it's not so much. It's never really a bummer for me, but it kind of just makes me see like okay. I how how do I need to move? You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. It's like what what do I kind of need to do to if if I want that if if I want that then I need to like figure out how to kind of get that versus. If that you know if that made me feel some sort of way, and I you see artists and people go from zero. To, I've seen so many artists go from zero to nothing, like in front of my face. From our area, from from uh, friends of, of friends. Um, I seen my like my cousin who who like last time I saw him, which was which was dope. And I went out to um, LA and I saw him. He actually manages Bryson uh, it And I saw him and he said some dope shit to me that I didn't even know. But he was like, yeah, when you were, you were always making music and I came by your house and that kind of inspired me to kind of get into music. And he's like, now like on some exec type shit, management shit, you know, like high up there, which is crazy. And it's like, if you want, that's why I see these things. I see people kind of win. I'm like, okay, if you want that, you kind of got to go out and get it. You, know you got to
0: put yourself on the path. Yeah. 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 That's uh you got to kind of figure out what it is you want and then take, Go get yeah, it. Go fucking get it. It's right there. It's go right it. there.
1: That's, it's, just that, it's just that simple. It's like, what do you want? Go get it. And that's kind of where, um, what kind of put, certain, that's another part of just whether it was injury, injury stuff, management stuff, label stuff that tied us up, but also knowing what we wanted to get. Because at a certain point, when you start, you kind of know what you want and you have like these little goals, and after you achieve that goal, if you don't set another goal, you're just gonna be like going after what other people have set for you, or you're just aimlessly walking around.
0: Yeah, you gotta know what you want. You gotta have you, have it figured out, um, you know? I, I don't want, like, I don't want people like, like management or, or agents or whatever, like, they're, they're supposed to be there to like, help you get to where you wanna go, your vision, right? And, yeah, and, yeah. and there are, I mean, there's plenty of artists that have just kind of just said, okay, well, that's cool. So I guess I'm going to do that. Cause that's going to, you know, and, and, um, you know, back in the nineties, you call them a sellout, but I think today it's, it's, it's a little bit different. Um, but, uh, for me, I, I, I know what I want Yeah,
1: selling out is the goal now. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. It's it's
1: so funny how that changed. Yeah.
0: It's, it's funny. It's like, I think I, I kind of went over this, uh, on an earlier episode of the podcast, but, like, about selling out, like, the term sellout. I don't like the term sellout because, especially these days, I feel like a lot of artists work really hard, but, um, the way, like, pay works now with the music and stuff because of streaming services and things like that, I do believe that's going to get better. It's going to take some time because labels are still freaking out and they're still trying to make all that money. Um, the artist kind of gets screwed on, on the money side still, but, uh, um, I feel like... Well, you shouldn't
1: be on the label. What's that? <laughs> Artists shouldn't be on the on no. label. That's
0: kind of the reality no. of it. I think, I think if you're going to be on a label, an indie label is the best way to go. Don't fuck with the majors. Because, man, I was just watching... Dude, I was just watching um, a documentary with 30 Seconds to Mars on YouTube. Uh, I think it's I think it's called Artifact or something like that. Um starts with an A. Anyway...
1: The one where they made no money. Dude, probably.
0: and they're still not making money. At least this was a few years ago when it came out. But insane. Like, they were $2.7 in debt, and they'd, they'd put out, like, two records at that point. And, you know, you see them. They're on the radio. They're out there crushing. They're they're selling tickets, you know. Um, they're
1: making money on touring, and they're making money. They're
0: not making money from the same. Yeah, and, well, they, but they still owe their label this money. And then... And then what happened was they, they uh they went to go tell them because there was some clause that happened some some shift, and there was like a loophole in their contract like oh well we wanna we wanna uh, terminate the deal or whatever it was, and the label turned around and sued them for $30 dollars, $30 um and they went through this whole like it was like a a year of like uh lawsuits legal shit yeah it just and shit is crazy to me and they ended up re signing with them at the end um because they know i guess they got a deal that was more in their favor or whatever but that kind of shit just gives me like anxiety you know and uh i think an indie label can be really good for bands like we we have a label right coast records um it could be good for bands if um if the goals are the same and like we're not out to like hurt.
1: is that your record company yeah
0: yeah that's that's, that's yeah, yeah. yeah so the the band uh co-owns it but um So like,
1: what? Who who else you you got? Because I remember you. Didn't you have somebody
0: on there? Oh yeah, we got Bumping Uglies and uh, Resonated on there. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, Um. Uglies. Yeah, both great bands. Everybody should go check them out. They're really good.
1: Great dudes. Um,
0: but uh, so like, what our thing was like? I'd always wanted to like help bands and put out bands if I could. And our thing was like, we want to help bands that are also working very hard, like we worked hard and are still working hard. Um and we'll do the best we can and you know so we don't have a ton of money to throw down but you know if you're a really small band you know and and we have take a liking to you and we see that you're out there hustling really hard like you don't need a label you know that's where you know that's where we can help each other you know and we just want to help spread the word and things like that with big labels man it's like they just want to take a piece of everything dude Like, it's insane. Completely. Forever. It's made for
1: a certain type of... Here's what I'll let you know. It's made for a certain type of artist. It's not... Nothing is an end-all, be-all, this is the way you should do it. My thing is, if you do everything yourself, and you have created a revenue stream for yourself, unless something, whatever entity or partnership you get into, is able to increase that revenue to the point that whatever they're taking out of it you're not worried about it you know what i'm trying to say then that's the um difference so like when you're an artist like any of these solo rappers or something like that and you you just you've got something popping on youtube and it's got like you know and and everyone's fucking with it and you got like a few million views on it and stuff like that like that you don't jump into a deal right away like that because you haven't even established yourself. But a lot of times it's that like someone throws, someone's throwing you $60,000 for a deal and saying, like, yo, we'll give you $60,000 a deal. And they, you don't have anything, you're a kid or you're broke. You're like, I'm going to take the $60,000. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. That's what, what usually happens, but you got to kind of bet on yourself. My thing is like, you got that 2 million view song on your own, right? Right. Or whatever got them interested in you on your own, keep doing that and develop
0: that. Yeah, it's really, it's really, it's all marketing, man. It's all marketing these days. You could just as easily hire like a good marketing firm to work with you. You have your own label and get the right marketing person or team behind you exactly. and just expand on what you've already built. That's all you need. You don't have to fucking go give away all of your shit in a 360 deal. All
1: labels do is go pay the same marketing. That you could pay on your own. Yeah,
0: yeah, and then they just they just rape you on the costs.
1: Exactly, because they like oh this is a major label, so the marketing firm pays. Those, um ask for way more money than they do ask for you. Marketing fund. it's like you get freaking twenty thousand dollars, you'll be good.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just it's just crazy. Um, yeah, you got there's a lot of bands that uh, that that you I mean you and I both know that like are they're doing really well um and it's like and they're independent artists and it's like why would they just give it away they've done it themselves and they're they're feeling great they're they're living pretty comfortable you know why would they just give it give it away um to some label that that had nothing to do with it
1: that's why most of the bands in that um the um like well i don't even know what you do they're like uh american reggae type scene yeah they're more there's more independent bands than not. Yeah. And they're all doing very well with their like structures and insular like communities and stuff like that. And that just um makes a lot of sense. But if you get to a certain point and it's like you gotta also have records, like the only thing that you do need a major label for technically, unless you have money. Because money solves everything obviously. No, oh, of course. Just, we start there. Yes. Money solves everything. <laughs> but um when it comes to like marketing, because like you said, all this is nowadays is marketing. Well, that's all it was ever. But um, um, only thing that label is good for is that radio connect. Yeah. And then have the radio budget. So if you're like a big band, or you're doing pretty well, and you actually make radio songs that would work on the radio in in this in these times, then that makes sense. Yeah, that would. Or you do it yourself
0: yeah that would be the only reason that i'd i'd ever even want to look at a major if the if the opportunity came up and it came up a lot in the, in the early 2000s for us we got approached by several different major labels um and that was when the industry was already starting to change but um it's it's really i just want your resources you know that's all i want but but then you know they they know that and they'll turn around and they'll just take all your shit and they'll suddenly you you owe them millions of dollars, (laughs) you know, like you're the artist, you know, but somehow you're the one getting fucked over. And it's just, and that's, that tale has been told over and over for, you know, decades and decades. Yeah.
1: But I know some people who are um, majors doing okay for themselves at the same time. That's why I said it's about you knowing the business and knowing your business.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You got to stay on top of your money. You got to know what's going in, what's going out. Who's, you know, who, who has their hands in it, things like that. And, um, you got to play it close to the chest.
1: I mean, certain scenes. like a band and like bands are like for, for the last few years have almost been like an archaic, like idea when it comes to like the mainstream, um, um, music. And I think there's going to be a very shift. It's going to be different types of bands. Cause the same type of bands are never on top, right? Like it's never happened that way. Some type of, a band that makes a certain type of music is going to always be you know what I'm saying it's you know it's it, it's it's funk soul rock pop you know what I'm yeah. saying it's like everything goes in um waves or whatever but i do see the the, the necessity or the need from people who really want live instruments.
0: yeah i, um, t- I to me man i love like I love, I mean, just seeing, I don't know, seeing a dope drummer and like hear, feeling the bass, the the kick drum in your chest and like somebody that can shred on guitar and like seeing a great singer, like, I don't know, just something about a live band, like live music. And like, yeah. when, uh, the way you guys do it, Red Gold Green is like, I, I think it's a, uh, the perfect blend. I mean, you're, you're a fucking great rapper. And then you've got, you got so much, uh. Stees on stage too it's just like you know a lot of energy and just um your cadence and everything and like and then the band everything i don't know just the live band combined with that to me is just is great what uh when did you guys actually kind of when was the first time you guys got together like how did that all happen
1: um we're all from the same area went to the same high school at different times and like I didn't really know gold like that, but then a friend of ours, we were looking for someone to sing on a song that we were making, like like I said, I grew up like rapping, making mixtapes on so mixtapes with friends and going to rap battles and like in in D C and shit like that when I was like seventeen in a different D C <laughs> and I was doing that I was doing that type of shit and then um uh, started uh I started staying home more and making music for my for myself and making beats for myself because you know I don't want to pay for beats and looking for people to beats. like at that time people were selling beats for like three hundred bucks yeah. which was crazy because not everybody could make beats that were of quality so I started figuring out how to try to do it myself because you know software started coming around that time yeah. and I'm listening to different music NERD and Incubus really turned me into alternative fans. Oh, like nice. like an alternative alternative fan in general. So I started listening to those two albums so much and it kind of just made me branch out into all of the albums. Like no like Nirvana was the in uh Smells Like Team period like back when it dropped and I was like ten, I like loved that song or whatever. But that type of stuff made me um but not until I was like 17, 18 is when I really was like, no, this is like shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um So, you know, there'll be one song here and there, but, you know, it's like, it's novelty. The same way I feel like people, how, um, uh, people got into hip hop, like hip hop's number one right now, but people used to like novelty hip hop songs before it was, um, mainstream or whatever like that. Um, uh, white people is what I'm really, really saying. <laughs> <laughs> white people is what I'm saying. It's not just people. White people. Cause black people have always been. But I'm saying, like, that's how it became a thing there. That's the same thing with, um, me. So, I was looking for, like, uh, someone to sing on a song that was, like, more rock. And that's how I found Gold. And through a friend. And then we started making, he had beats. And then we started making music, blah, 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 blah. And at first, we were, he, like, he, he was like, yeah, let's go do, we got, uh, I booked us a show. And I was like, uh "He booked us a show. Like, well, rappers don't. This is a new thing for a rapper to play a show before he's famous. Before you, bands would play shows and then get famous. Mm-hmm. Rappers get famous and then start playing. Shows. That's like, interesting. That would, that's how it was until uh, Wiz Khalifa in two thousand, like, uh, nine. Really? Never. L- literally, Wiz Khalifa is has." Wiz Khalifa needs to be like commended, and people need to really give him. He was the innovator. Like, I mean, there's, there's Tech Nine, there's Tech, there's Tech Nine too. My bad. Tech Nine was was a was before Wiz Khalifa, and he like did that, and he was like doing the ICP thing, and he built his own empire because he was doing it since like the '90s and created. So I'm gonna give it to Tech Nine, but I'm talking about the way that these kids do it now, and how people were doing it with touring. Wiz Khalifa was the one; like he created his fan base online, and then went and toured it. So he, the, the connection between online and touring was, like, him. Rostrum Records, that was him. So that's how Mac Miller got popped into. And uh, so we was, like, I was, like, okay, we're going to do a show? Was like, how are we going to do the show? And it's, like, went and did the show, no instrument, But there was like, instruments in it. And after we did the show, I was, like, yo, man, we need a band. He's, like, we can't do this. It's like, I was, like, we need to do a band. Gold left and started a different band at that time, and so and I was like, "Yo, we didn't do live instruments." And I was getting more into rock and this apopunk scene that was happening at the time. We actually played apopunk, like one of the first ones. And so I'm like, so it was just me, blue and red, in this in the band, and we uh, um, and we all played instruments. Blue's a drummer, red and me, and I played bass. And he and Red played guitar, so I was rapping while playing the bass. Oh, and then I, and then like, straight up and singing, rapping while I played the bass, and and then I'd like go to play the drums, and then Blue would have a verse. Like we were like the craziest three piece band ever. Like She's just mixing <laughs> it up. Then, just mixing it up or whatever like that, and then Gold came back to the to the band, and we were doing the same stuff, just mixing things around and just having fun, rehearsing every single day, and and just real punk attitudes because I feel like that's where it comes from where it's like you just pick up the instruments and you figure it out. You know what I'm saying? That's what we yeah. did. I didn't No like
0: lessons. It. Fuck lessons.
1: No lessons. Just pick it up instrument it out. So I'm figuring it out. And then Blue Leaves the band and then that's when how Red Go Green goes on. But we put in work in the area as of our former band, the Five One, which when we so when we dropped I Love Lamp and we were sending it to all of our fans and friends and all that type of stuff, that's how that shit Got pop, just popped off on YouTube and all that type of stuff because of all the work that we put in before.
0: That's awesome. And,
1: and then in three days, that shit blew. Got like in three days, they had like a hundred some thousand views in like two thousand eleven.
0: And damn, really?
1: Every single lab, label in the world hit hit us up the next morning. It, I and I was I had no real place to stay. Basement, and I woke up to my phone with bunch of emails, single label, like, on the planet Earth. Yeah. That shit was crazy. Damn, dude. That shit was really crazy. Because, and I and I realized at that time, well, when we did it, what they were trying to kind of snatch up things that were getting popping off the internet early because they missed out on, like, uh, uh, like, the odd futures and the little bees, people that did not want to sign these, like, major deals and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, and, and, and these bands that didn't want to go to major deals or whatever that were popping on the internet first so they were going after things early to try to like trap them into deals. deal yeah. and that's what happened though
0: so what did happen
1: uh well i mean yeah we went we went for the deal i mean like i said i'm i'm we're all like yo this is this is what we've been wanting right like this is what yeah. we want and we put out that song try, just being we were just loving the music that was being made at that time it was, always love alternative and indie music and, and rap, so we're like, yo, put them together and we just thought this was, like, cool to us, mm-hmm. right? But it was also like a pop song, because we have... So it's like, they wanted that shit, so we are like, yeah, let's fucking do this shit, we get to sign a deal, let's get pop let's be on the radio, let's, you know what I'm trying to say? <laughs> yeah. And, um, and um, so we signed a deal and freaking ended up working with Grohl, because of whoever we deal with, um, we signed the guy that we signed a deal with, he was the owner of Sound City at that time. Grohl was doing the Sound City movie. He just emailed Grohl saying, hey, we got this new band. You want to drum on it? They're from your area. And, he, and Grohl was like, sure, let's check it out, whatever. And when we were recording, he like, so he's only really supposed to record on that one song. And after that one song, he's like, y'all got any more songs? These, these are dope. And then we get—that's amazing, dude. Giving him songs, and then he did like he did like seven songs in a day, and then he was like, he was like, "Yo, man, I gotta go on tour. We got some shows or whatever like that. But I want to come back. You got and finish this whole record with y'all." And I was like, "Uh." Yeah. <laughs> 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 so he did like freaking. I think he did like, yeah, he did a whole bunch, and we still got. And then we did some other songs with him, and so that. Yeah, you know, that's another thing, but, uh, that's a dream so, situation
0: for a, a guy like me and like, you know, all my homies like all in bands and stuff, you know?
1: Yeah. That's, a, that's, it was a dream situation for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got, I, I got into actual Foo fighters on that, uh, best of you album. Yeah. That's when I yeah. actually got in on it. I always knew my hero because of fucking, Bar- like I said, the, the big songs or the songs that like, move the needle like I always knew the songs but didn't get into like the album so my arrow was my shit when it came out I was like just come on you hear the beginning drums that's on that fucking shit that's a great
0: fucking song yeah yeah." so I was like so that shit was my shit
1: and watching varsity blues and shit like that I was like yo this is my shit and then um, and then uh, yeah so like 2002 I think is when best, the best of you shit oh no all my life I've been looking for something yeah 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 Man. And pretend like obviously, mean, since then, I'm, I'm like fucking with them. And that's when they were just getting like to the huge, huge, huge-ness that they are now, yeah. right? And, um, we're building that up, and then, um, yeah, that dude, that dude was just amazing. And it, it, it's just, it, and to this day, it's just like he has no need to be like friends with us. Like, there's someone at that stature, someone in that place, like, that's different. I don't know. You, you know what I'm talking about. That's different. Like We're in the music industry. You have fans. You have, you have friends, whatever like that, like that. People who are at that level are in a different space completely. Yeah. They're living a different life. They have different opportunities and different schedule. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Beyond their personal life. And to this day, if he's in the area, he still will hit us up. Wow. Like, to this day, he's just a good dude, and he doesn't owe us anything. Just the most amazing. Like When people talk about the nicest person, he has friends from back in the day, from his former bands, that he's still, like, I'm talking about punk bands. I'm talking about, bands, like, I'm talking about like, sc- Scream and shit like that, and his other bands, and he's still cool with all these, like, people, you know, since when they're in town, and, and when he's in town having the show, still invites them to the show and backstage, all that type of shit. So it's it's just like that's an uncanny amount of uh uh, uh beings. Just, just he's genuine. Like,
0: yeah, yeah. That crazy, that's crazy. I was, genuine. Yeah, I was trying to look for that word too. Yeah, genuine. He's.
1: Yeah, yeah. I was trying to, put, but I was trying to like, I was like, genuosity. Genu- genuosity.
0: <laughs> His yeah, genuosity I, was.
1: Genuosity was just, <laughs> no, but yeah, yeah. That's, that dude, that dude is uh, outstanding and. Um, the, the best term that I can say is like, the, he's a real nigga, like straight up. <laughs> the realest nigga on the planet. <laughs> like straight up. There's no, there's no, there's nothing better than, um, seeing that in somebody and then knowing how you kind of need to operate within these, these realms. Cause the, everybody who I meet who's super successful at that point is the nicest person in, uh, like in the room. Usually.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: People who might be successful, then I mean other people who are successful or they will be popping like now, you know what I'm saying? And then they're, they're a little arrogant and stuff like that. But the people who have that longevity, they're usually the nicest person in the room. Seems to be the guy who
0: goes the extra mile. Yeah. He's not just kind of kind of do what it just enough or whatever. He he always kind of goes
1: Underst- Yeah, understanding where how it must be in your shoes. You
0: know
1: what I'm saying? That's kind of where where uh it lies. So it's like to anybody who listens to this podcast, they need to understand that Dave Grohl is the nicest, most genuine person in in the music industry that I've met, and probably that, period. That's great. <laughs> Other than Ph- Pharrell's exactly the same thing. That's what I'm saying. There's the people who are in that space. Pharrell's exactly the same thing. Pharrell. Uh, like I met Eminem and worked with Eminem. Right um, for my sh- shit. Everybody go stream that. Obviously, Dude, that song was, is
0: so fucking good.
1: Yeah, that song was super fire. Like, I heard the beat, and I had the, like, chorus. I like the words for the chorus in my head, and I just, like, wrote to the song, and then we, got, we went in the booth and started um, recording it and shit. <clears throat> this shit was great. Just being so in Detroit tight. and working on shit. So
0: you did, you did that in Detroit?
1: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's where Royce... Uh, i mean they they're they're detroit till they die Those.
0: yeah <laughs> yeah i knew i knew he still lived there eminem i didn't know uh royce um you know a lot of those guys moved to la or new york or whatever you know
1: straight up yeah but roy i asked him he was like he did move one time but he moved back because he was like about that life yeah but even i didn't i didn't um have a, a deep conversation with M, probably like a 10 minute just hello how you doing and like you from detroit and all that type of stuff chit chat chit chat or whatever like that but still just nice dude you know what i'm saying that's a different thing like he's a different type of uh, famous too that's like a different type of fan.
0: yeah he's i heard he's like the he's very um elusive he's like the secluded like he, he doesn't really go out and do stuff and he you don't ever hear about him like out in public and uh, anything like that. I know he's like sober now too, but um if you, even for the longest time, you, you never really heard about him out doing stuff. Nah, it seems to be very private.
1: definitely de- de- definitely that. And it's like when you're basically you know what I'm saying, there's like what people in that like space with that like infamy type of space is like there's there's just like Justin Bieber, Kanye and Eminem. Right. Yeah, you know I'm saying Beyonce and Jay Z, like, but Beyonce and Jay Z walk this line of where they're like, somehow, if they walked in, you know, what I'm saying their their presence isn't an in infamy, if that makes any sense, too. Because like when you're famous, but you're also like, there, you could be ridiculed, but your fame is just bigger than your reality of you being a human being, and which <laughs> is a scary thing. It's a very scary thought, and so when I see that, it's like, it's like, yo, man, y'all, y'all, for y'all to be still together and still like alive and, and and a nice person that that says leaves him bound bounds about your uh character
0: yeah I was gonna say you become this uh you become this character yeah. as opposed to like this real person like we're all real people yeah. but yeah you, you so at what point how do you separate the two you know um this monster that was created by the industry um and at,
1: or by the, peep- by yeah. the people
0: yeah, by, the, the, the- by, the,
1: by the people yeah by the people because I feel like there's like the industry and like what how they're marketing, but how people perceive yeah, you the perception, and how yeah. that goes through through that's what kind of goes down. And that's what I'm saying, yeah, you become like a character, but your actual character makes proves if you're is how you survive in that in that space, and all the people that I met in that space are are thriving. So it's 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 uh kind of great to see. It is
0: nice to hear. It is nice to hear when uh somebody that fucking famous, you know that that. Doesn't have to be nice th- that they just are, you know. Um, <clears throat> even if they're not the type to go out of their way or anything like that, just for them being nice or having a cool conversation and not feeling yeah, like having a cool conversation
1: yeah. is yeah, without feeling like the jerk. Like all the stories I hear about Michael Jordan is that he's an asshole, like to anybody and everything. Oh wow, <laughs> <laughs> I never met him, but it makes me not want to like meet him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Say? <laughs> but I don't know, I don't know. But I'm okay with not meeting that man because it's like. The idea of Michael Jordan, I think, is probably better than Michael
0: Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> how did the the feature go down? How did how you get the feature job uh, for that song, with uh, "Caterpillar," with Eminem and Royce?
1: Um, people on our teams that knew each other and shared some of my music with Royce, and because we just were like, they were working with each other. Actually, we we're kind of like our management's were like working together, and they're like, "Yo, yeah, I got this, and I got this." It's like, "Oh yeah, do something like that." They should work for it together. And Royce heard the music and they gave him he listened to it all and then he hit me up personally and I am like yo this, I used to listen to Royce all the time, I still do. Um and I was you know, just praising him and telling him what giving him that respect and he was like, Yo man, love what you do. You got you have so many different sounds and it's like I feel like if we get in the studio we could do like anything, like anything could kinda of come from it. And yo, let's get in the studio and then he's like, all right, I'm gonna be in touch. Then I fly over to Detroit, work with him for like three or four days, and we kind of just talked for like two days. Really amazing person, just like someone I connect with. That's my that's my boy right there. That's awesome.
0: I didn't realize how Jack that dude is.
1: Oh yeah, he was he was like working out hard. Like one of his friends is uh, and like right next door is a, is a former boxer, and he like just goes to that gym and works. And he's like a super boxing fan too. Oh, that's
0: awesome. Yeah, um, but that's really cool to hear, man. I'm glad, glad to hear those guys are like pretty down to earth, you know, considering that they don't really need to be. Um, yeah. Um, but it's also interesting <laughs> that you say that um, you got the you got the hookup because basically it was through relationships.
1: Yes, that's that's how anything happens.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it, it's it's very important to like align yourself with people that know other people you know, and, uh, it's, it's not easy to do that. I, I know that we've, we've definitely gotten some things because we've known someone, you know, somebody, somebody passes on the record to somebody or, or, um, I don't know. We're, we're working on a deal right now, um, with this new, uh, new video. It's like, cause it's like a YouTube kind of competitor. Um, but, uh, we got that because our manager knew this lady from this company that we kind of worked with like several years ago and, noth- and nothing ever worked out. So finally, you know, five, five years, six years later or so, it's like, there's this thing happening now. Um, I can't really talk about it yet, but like, you know, so basically it just was from a re- an organic relationship that happened and it took years for anything to really happen from it. And, uh, I think what people get wrong is that they, um, they think that Things are going to pop off really quickly just because they have a manager or a producer or an agent or something like that, and just because like your agent or your manager or producer even even could be a big time person, or um, it, it doesn't really it doesn't really mean shit. It, it uh, we work with plenty of producers that have made platinum records that it did really nothing for the band in, in the scheme of like moving the needle, you know. Um, and I think a lot of people yeah, get that, that wrong.
1: That's definitely- yeah, yeah, it definitely means like nothing at all. What matters is I think that matters your relationship. It's your relationship to the producer. It's your relationship to the manager. Yeah. that's gonna define how, how they work for you and how you guys work together.
0: Yeah, yeah. The, obviously, the people that you're working with, uh, they like you enough, <laughs> you know, and and trust that you're gonna that you're you're gonna deliver when the time comes. If they if they, if they put you in a room with Eminem. And Roy's the 5'9", or Dave Grohl, that you're gonna produce, you know, and they're not gonna regret it. Pretty much.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's it's it. What really is 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 what it's the music, really. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what it is. It's like we like you know somebody, and then like you said, you have the song, and then oh, this is cool. Like Pharrell just saw our video, went to the label, and said, "I want to work with these guys." That's awesome. Like, and then he he actually wanted to produce the whole first album with us, which we wanted to do, but then we had a producer on it already who was also our label head, so these these were so like that comes to the industry bullshit that we have to kinda of Yeah, deal like with. a like, conflict of interest. We should have <laughs> had a full album with Burrell. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's those things that you're like, yeah, twenty twenty, right? If you're looking back. Yeah. Um yeah, we, we did this deal where we released a record that was doing great um, back in 08 and we it was on our own thing and I like I was putting it I had it out on CD baby you know what I mean and it was just yeah. distro on our own and we signed a deal with a with an independent label and they re-released it the following year and they changed the cover art they like they took like six tracks off of it you know they thought it was too long and all this shit and the art the new art didn't really make sense and here we are locked into this deal and suddenly the money goes away because someone else is involved. And I'll, they're basically just, like, you know, riding the coattails now, you know? And you don't want somebody that's going to ride the coattails. You want somebody that's going to fucking lead the charge, you know?
1: Exactly. And, uh,
0: so that is very – those are those types of decisions that you make early on and you learn from them. And that's why I created this podcast was to, like, talk about this shit and hopefully new artists are going to come up and they'll hear it and they'll hopefully – you know, know, to make a better decision than we did, you know, because we learned everything the hard way, no one told us shit
1: that's exactly how you learn right,
0: yeah, you just have to do things i you know i think I think every band has like the uh, there's a rite of passage like every band should be out there touring their asses off and sleeping on floors and eating shit food, you know, and not getting sleep and playing to three people and not getting paid i think I think all bands should be doing that, but there's certain things like. When it, especially when it comes to like big money decisions, like should I pay this producer to do this record because I think it's gonna, you know, he's gonna mention us to his his label or whatever it is, like that should never be the expectation. You getting a producer is like, in my eyes, getting producers, you you're taking advantage of their expertise, their expertise and their knowledge, and the fact that they're gonna get you a great sounding record at the end of it, and that's it. That's all you should expect, you know. Um, and if if they do go tell somebody about the band, that I think that that's um, that's like a bonus, you know, um, and people get excited, they they get stoked, and they 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 sign things, you know, um, but you got to have that person in place, like a manager, or a lawyer, or somebody that you trust, that's going to be like, nah, do not sign this shit, you know. So uh. Are you guys doing 311 cruise this year?
1: So yeah 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 we're doing 311 uh cruise. This is like our third time in a in a row. It's kind of like a pre-vacation kind of <laughs> It's
0: it's it's awesome. And
1: those, go, and those dudes are, are really uh, cool dudes and super like uh, their management is really cool. So we always kind of like um Figure something out when when it when it comes to working with them, you know. Play open for them, plenty of times. Yeah,
0: yeah, they're they're good dudes. That whole the whole team over there is really good. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Peter and Adam and
1: dudes. And, yeah. and like their whole their um their whole uh, model business model too is just very I respect it a lot, and it's great to see like someone that's reached certain heights and hadn't hit singles and stuff like that and then created a business out of it,
0: you know? Yeah, they created a, a community, like a lifestyle, you know?
1: Exactly, and yeah.
0: That, the 311 fans, like the 311 Nation, as they call them, are like, they, they, they love that band, and, and I found that most of the time, they, they love the bands that 311 brings along with them. Um, and, um, we've definitely gotten crossover from, from that, since we started working with those guys 10 years ago. And, uh, it's been awesome. It's been great to see. Yeah. Made a lot of friends.
1: Yeah. It's really, it's really, um, they definitely uh, created and, and uplifted other uh, acts just off of, off of that to let you kind of get some work in and then we definitely see that too. So that's why they're super dope. Yeah and we continue to do it which is great it's like you if you you know when you want to do something with them it's like yeah sure let's do this you know what I'm it's like that's kind of crazy yeah
0: kind of crazy. i know yeah <clears throat> i don't think we've ever like had to turn down anything we've always been like yeah fuck yeah that'd be fun you know these guys are just good to work with um yeah you guys crushed it so we did the 2017 together and um you guys crushed it i saw like i think i saw two you guys play 3 times
1: 2017. We, yeah, I guess so. We played. I know we did the little amphitheater thing. Yeah. I remember that. And then, oh, yeah, then the last one in the little thing. This time, I, I told him we're not playing the, the little.
0: Oh, the little. Uh, yeah, thinking. the little. Uh, yeah, with the little cup
1: on some. Uh, my, my voice was like gone and like. It was like packed in that bin. Yeah,
0: that was the night. That was the night that we did a. Um, that was the last set that we played on the last night at like one in the morning and we just did a punk rock set. We knew that it was going to be that way. So we saved the punk rock set for that, that show. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. but yeah, you guys crushed it, man. Like, um, I watched the the theater show and one of the other ones and, um, it was great. You you go with the crowd and you guys really get their hands waving around and, um, a lot of movement. It's good to see. Yeah.
1: try to have, it's it's about having fun, right? It's like, and experience and connection so the real everything we really do is based on feeling right mm-hmm. and anytime we kind of go off of that that's when I feel like it's uh, that's when the truth kind of goes away and that's when that's when you, certain things won't, aren't gonna come out or, or, or um, you're not gonna get the results you want I think that's that's just my own belief it's just like you're not, it's not based on a certain feeling then it's like the music is feeling then it's like why are you doing?
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's so true. I, mean, I can't
1: perform without without feeling like when I'm performing, it's just it's just na- natural. So it's like I'm never like anytime I'm thinking about something out. That's when I like forget a word.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> same here. I'll be th- I'll literally be thinking about shit like ah, I didn't start the fucking dishwasher before I left. You know, like in the middle of the set, yeah. I'll forget.
1: And then you're like, oh shit, I'm, I'm oh shit, I'm singing right
0: now. <laughs> Wait a minute, I don't know the next word. Yeah. Shit, yeah, that's great. Um, now you guys, you guys, uh, you guys always put on a fun show. You guys, we did a, um, uh, you guys did a show with us. Uh, like, I want to say it was like Bouncing? Christmas time or something. Yeah, it was like it was, it was Soundstage. I don't know if it was Christmas or like it was like in the fall. I think fall or yeah, it was in
1: the fall.
0: Yeah, but uh, yeah, you guys, that was a dope. Show. You guys killed that too. It was awesome. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. That was definitely a dope show. We gotta do something like again that again or. I'm trying to do, like, I don't know how, but I wanted, like, all, like, bands that we're cool with, friends with and shit, and, like, do something in each each other's city and make it, like, this, like, a grand, like, concert series type of thing. But I also want to do something where it's, like, where it's, like, uh, both bands are on, on a stage at the same time. I don't know how that's going to happen, but I just want, like, that to me is, like, the coolest that's shit. That's called that a brodeo. A
0: Brodeo,
1: yeah, I want to do a brodeo <laughs> I want that brodeo but but obviously you have like that's so much planning so much work, but it's like those things are I think that's always super dope as a show I think
0: fans love that we we try to do that with um a lot of the bands that we tour with um like it's fun to do a cover, and then you have you know all the bands on the tour join you on stage for whatever i mean we'll you know usually it's whoever's headlining the sh- the show you know, that's the, the drummer. And then like, I'll give my guitar to somebody or like, mm-hmm. you know, and, and we've got Tambo and Shaker and, and, you know, whatever else. And, uh, we just go crazy. We, we did, um, we did some tours years ago, this band called the B foundation out of, uh, Los Angeles. And we toured those guys so much. And we did, we used to do, uh, Beastie Boys, Fight for Your Right. And, um, Nirvana's "Territorial Pissing" was like we'd do them back to back, and uh, that would be like the last thing of the night. Everyone would come on stage, and it was just this shit show. Everybody's wasted. And we all would take our shirts off and shit, and most of us had no place taking our shirts off, but it was like a thing. Um, so yeah, that's <laughs> always fun. I think fans love that. Yeah, that
1: shit is dope. We did that with um the Expandables.
0: Yeah, we,
1: we were like they'd have the last song, and then everyone would kind of go up that tour was super fucking long wow they do this I don't know I think they're not doing it this year but they've been doing like this winter tour all the winter blackout where yeah we're doing it with they them they break it up the part. that's just crazy yeah, they, are you doing that they tour kill,
0: yeah we're doing it they're doing it starting uh, February
1: all right, how long is it's,
0: it uh, I think it's it's like five or six weeks
1: yeah that's shorter <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, uh, cause you guys maybe I, I'm trying to think oh no I felt like 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 those guys, are like you, know, like are like, we're like all family members now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I just know every single one of them. It, it was it was just a long uh, time because you we were like on and off, and then we did the cruise and then all that type of stuff. Yeah, I mean, maybe somehow we intertwine somewhere. Yeah, because we'll be out in February 20th, then go into the cruise. Um, we're playing a bunch of shows at May Day, and then we'll go into on
0: um, some other thing. I still have to look at that and see if we're going to I like to see if I know our friends are out, like I'll, I'll see if there's any crossover. And sometimes it happens. Sometimes like you'll be in the same city, you know, and we we'll, like everybody will hook it up with the tickets and everybody will be hanging out. It's fun. Um, yeah. Uh, so I had a few questions from, uh, from Instagram. If you wouldn't mind at answering a few of these. For sure. Um, let me see. Uh, Okay. Uh, Dippy the Lad wants to know: uh, Any plans on a solo LP? Very much so. Very much so. Sometime this year. I was plan. Right on. That's cool. Is it? Um. Is it strictly hip hop, or are you mixing it up, or what?
1: Yeah, I'm a, It's. It's um. It's a rap. It's a rap album, but it's like. I guess I'm mixing it up because I'm in general I mix it up, but it's definitely more. It's like a rapper's album because what is a rapper nowadays, anyways? They, you know, they sing, they rap, they do whatever. It's just like a solo album. That's cool. Just keep it, like it's cool. So like kind of alternative,
0: album. maybe.
1: Oh, um, it's not. There's it, no rock in it in any way. Right. So that's the one thing that's not in there. Whereas, like, our band is very much a. Indie rock or alternative rock influence in, in from perspective, but in the solo album, I would say there's no rock. The influences probably come from more of like Caribbean and world music outside of hip hop, but it's very much a hip hop album.
0: I can't wait to hear that, dude.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna drop that joint. That shit should be a uh...
0: right on. Um, okay, let's see. Uh, Boo Gen 311 wants to know why you picked green.
1: Why I picked green. Yeah. Green is my favorite color. So this thing happened supernaturally between us and all our group of friends where this colored nicknames came. They're mm-hmm. talking about, like when we're, I don't know, like 19 or something like that. So it's like, uh, and red was red, blue was blue, and then I was like, I'm green. It's just like <laughs> your, your favorite color. And you ask, a, especially like if you ask a kid, if you ask a kid what their favorite color is, they're going to tell you in like one second flat they know what their favorite color is. You know what your favorite things are. So that's why it's green.
0: Nice. I, I like I just, that.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I kind of figured, kind of figured, I was never actually sure myself. Um, I thought it was like, okay, well, I'm going to be red. So you guys got to be something, you know?
1: Yeah. <laughs> it was like red's favorite color was red is a whole lot. Blue's favorite color was blue is a lot. Green is my favorite color. That that's great. Was forever. So, so it's like,
0: and gold's not yellow. Well, he's gold. <laughs>
1: He's exactly that. that's why he or he would just be yellow, I guess, if 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 he, he wanted to be gold because that's how you know his uh gold's how they represent it in like for the Romanian national team, like they call that color gold, even though him yeah, him, that it makes sense when that. you
0: reference when you reference sports like that, yeah, for sure. Um, no, the, the, I mean, obviously, the name red, gold, green, I think is a great band name and it's cool how it worked out. Um, let's see. <clears throat> okay, uh, StupidHead710 wants to know, what's the one thing you've learned about life on the road that makes home life easier?
1: Life on the road that makes home life easier? Yeah,
0: I guess it I guess you take things for granted <laughs> when you're at home as opposed to being on the road. Um,
1: I, guess, I guess that could be said, uh, the, the idea of what uh, standards the idea of like a standard of living I guess could it's expanded to like many different standards of living so what you can be comfortable anywhere so when you're at home just having you know I don't know man I feel like I don't know if I took anything from out there to bring it in here because I've already had the same perspective my whole life yeah
0: <laughs> yeah. I guess for me it's like if I was gonna answer that question it'd be something similar but like yeah it's like your home is like your castle and you go you really gotta lower the bar when you go out, out. You yeah, know? and uh,
1: you, which is like, and you're okay with it because like that's what I do. <laughs> I go out and I freaking sleep in a hotel and I freaking eat this type of stuff on the road. It's like, even though you try to still be eat pretty good, like we try to all wake up early and eat breakfast together and make sure we got some food.
0: That's good. Get a little family yeah. breakfast. That's nice.
1: Yeah, that's kind of what, kind of how we. Make our moves.
0: Okay. Um. Uh, MTM three hundred and ten wants to know any plans to work with the Dirty Heads in the future? I dig the rap on Medusa Live. Yeah, you kill that shit, by the way.
1: Yeah. Um. Something. Maybe something. Uh, we we, we had some records that we were talking about. So
0: nice. That's all. Say. That's cool, man. But um. Another another great band, great dudes. Yeah, for sure, those guys are great. Yeah, it's like it's it is nice to just know that like uh, I would say most of the people that I know and have met over the over the years um, and are still out there doing it are just good people that just want to make music and and live. You know, they're not trying to hurt anybody or step on anyone's toes or everybody's like carving their own space. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. for the uh, on the artists. On the artist side, now the management, them suits oh, those
0: people—that's when shit gets different.
1: They almost all.
0: Suck. <laughs> yeah, I've met a few. Yeah,
1: I met a few great ones.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. All, all ends of the spectrum, I guess. <clears throat> um, well, dude, I don't want to keep you, man. I, I'm sure you got things to do. What, uh, what's up with your vlog, man? You guys, you guys still doing the vlog on YouTube?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're still dropping um, the vlog. We're just gonna do it in waves. Um, just gotta have a lot of. Um, it's more so about like what we wanted to do with the music. Mm-hmm. So, we like I was talking about feeling just to wrap all this up. It's definitely gonna get back to recording and stuff. But like the the, the, the the, we wanted to put all the feeling in the world to the music. Have one thing that we wanted to kind of do and represent us and feel good about, and then do everything around that instead of just uh, always show just anything and everything that's going on and we're in different places and there's things kind of going on. Yeah. And uh, so it's kind of hard to like vlog when I'm in LA and goes in DC and reds in Arizona.
0: <laughs> though I think that would be cool though, is if you guys each took your iPhones or whatever and filmed yourselves and you somebody cut it all together, that'd be kind of, that'd be cool. I, I would watch that vlog.
1: I I agree with that.
0: I definitely agree with that. It is it's it's weird when like when you when you're talking about making video content like, um, you do get like weird about it. Like I don't like what should I show? What should I not show? Like how yeah? How much of this should I be putting out there? And um, the weird thing is, I think fucking all of it. Like you know what I'm saying? Not, Not that you have to, but like I think people just like watching that shit. You know. That's why we have the real world and all that stuff, Survivor and all those shows.
1: People, people love watching it, and they love anything that's consistent. Yeah, that's, um, that's the truth. But it's still about like kind of like ex- execute, ex- execute. One, you got to be able to execute it, and two, you got to um, understand what you're kind of putting out. And mm-hmm. you
0: know
1: what I'm saying? Because you could just kind of. Tape everything, and then you're like showing all these different things, but then there's it can also be taxing on you as like an individual,
0: sure. Yeah,
1: so it's, it's like sometimes it's like, no, I just want to sit here in my boxes and, and fucking play people <laughs> and not and it not be and it not be, taped. yeah, or I want to play it and I want to put it on Twitch and make a video about it and talk shit, or you know what I'm yeah.
0: saying,
1: or I want to watch movies. Or I want to like stream and talk about how I think the movie Interstellar sucks <laughs> to the world.
0: Yeah, dude, it's it's uh it's all to you and <laughs> what you want to put out there.
1: Yeah, yeah. So it's like I'm very much uh as as a you. I was like I was before the internet. So it's like I'm a I am ai fuck with uh I I just only see it as a tool. So it's like it can't ever really like affect me for real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, good uh, yeah, <laughs> well, Um Dude, thanks so much for uh, uh for calling in. Oh
1: no, no man, been talking about this. You do this fucking show, man. You gotta do it again. I gotta be there in person one day. Yeah, do video.
0: I know. I'm I'm hoping to expand and uh, like be able to actually have people over to to talk that way and have some coffee or whatever. Um, yeah. Um, we gotta do something. Like yeah, that. yeah. We've been talking about it for a while, so I'm glad it, glad it worked out today. um yeah, so I'm stoked to hear new music coming out at some point. You guys got like a million songs ready to put out, so that's good to hear. Um, and then everybody should check out the vlog on YouTube. It's just Red Gold Green Vlog, right?
1: Uh, it's called The Amazing, the amazing Vlog. vlog. It's that's, more, that's, right. that's right. It's more amazing than any other the vlog, so
0: vlog. The Amazing Vlog. <laughs> <as well. laughs> that's <laughs> awesome,
1: man. But it's The Amazing Vlog, and it's on YouTube, Red Gold Green
0: Sick. But yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. Uh so it's and it's uh it's Ki- is it King X Green on Instagram?
1: King X Green on Instagram and Red Go Green on Instagram, R D G L D G R N. King X Green, but King Green on Spotify and Red Go Green on Spotify, because that's what you need to do. Everybody Stream has gotta
0: go listen movies. to that fucking song Caterpillar. That shit is so tight. I loved it from the first listen, man. You killed it.
1: That's dope.
0: Uh, <laughs> All right, my man. Well, I'll talk to you soon, and uh, let's uh, let's try to try to hang out in the future a lot sooner than later.
1: Yeah, for sure. All
0: right, brother. Talk to you soon. All right, Joe. Later. Well, there you have it. Finally, I finally got to sit down and uh, and chat with my friend Green. Uh, Great dude. Um, Yeah, he's a very interesting guy for sure. Um, It's nice to hear about his whole uh, his come up and and everything, and uh, those guys seriously put on a great show, Red Gold Green, um, so make sure you get out and see those guys sometime soon, uh, subscribe to their uh, to their YouTube uh, channel, their amazing vlog, the amazing vlog, Red Gold Green, and um, check out the music, and King Green's got his own music as well, so make sure you look for that on Spotify, give him a, a, a follow on Instagram, uh, and follow me on Instagram at, at Howie Spangler, uh, and go to HowieSpangler.com, check out stuff there, I've got the Twitter, all the typical bullshit. Um, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, this has been Tales from the Green Room, episode number forty-six with Ken Green. Uh, looking forward to getting to episode fifty very soon. Uh, please rate, review, subscribe to the podcast wherever you wherever possible. iTunes, you know, keep it up there in the in the on the charts. I want more people to hear the hear the show. And um, yeah, I just can't believe we're about to hit fifty episodes really soon. So uh, thank you once again, and um, have a wonderful day. And I'll talk to you soon.